You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm Luke as your host, and I'm joined as always by Steve and Vicky Orsillo. Hey, hey. Hey. We, <laughs> Steve is very happy to be here, apparently. I'm loving so. it. How about two Hayes? I'm loving hey, it. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. There you go. Uh, we are um, a little bit loopy today. Well, at least I am, because we're, uh, we've been talking about our kids' murder on this, uh, this weekend, and we're all been working longer hours and doing a lot of stuff, but we're having a lot of fun together. So. I'm, not, I'm not sure we includes all of us, though. <laughs> uh, you mean like, you, not you? You haven't been helping at all? <laughs> I have been around. I have, I'm in charge I've been of around. greeting <laughs> and hostess. She was there for at least 45 minutes yesterday. <laughs> I was there an hour and a half today. All right, an hour and a half. Doubled, doubled it up. Maybe tomorrow we'll get three. <laughs> so anyway, right. uh, we're having a lot of fun. We're, we're looking forward to... Uh, we have about 2,800 children signed up to run. So we'll see. Amazing. It's uh, Amazing. pretty special that we got to What's really a miracle is this year, usually it's over 100 degrees or 95. Mm-hmm. This year, thank you, Jesus, it's going to be like the high of 79, one day 73, which is unheard of for the mud run. We're it very excited. Amazing. Yeah. I still can't believe it rained in June. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it rained in June. It's raining, happened? baby. Yeah, so. <laughs> Anyway, let's uh, dive right into our scripture. We're continuing in uh, 1 John. Uh, we're going to be in chapter 3 today, and I'll start to read. We're starting in verse 11. Can, before you go, before you, um, listening to last week's podcast mm-hmm. on 1 uh, John, Yes. if you haven't heard that, you should go back and listen to that, because that one actually was probably one of my favorite ones, and it actually shocked me, you know, just the revelations that the Holy Spirit gave last week. Um, about the Antichrist and yeah. the Antichrist. So just wanted to put that little yeah. advertisement in for last week's. Please do. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You know, you can just hit download or you can subscribe so you get all the episodes and you get notified. We discovered today that one of our uh, producers or people that help us set up hasn't actually subscribed to his own podcast. So um, <laughs> We're not going to tell you who it is, Jeremiah. <laughs> so please subscribe and that way you get to hear all the good stuff that we put out. So anyway, back to First John chapter 3. Um, verse 11 John says this for this is the message you heard from the beginning we should love one another do not be like Cain who belonged <laughs> to the evil one and murdered his brother oh boy why did he murder him because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous do not be surprised my brothers and sisters if the world hates you we know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other anyone who does not love remains in death oh boy Anyone who hates a brother or a sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, That's always challenging, isn't it? Yeah. Just challenging. What do you got, Orsello? Well, it's it's elementary stuff that Christianity is supposed to look like. And as you read it, you wonder, 
Is that what it looks like today? You know, it's John's assumptions, and for we know this, he says, yeah. for we, we shouldn't be surprised by this. We, we also know this, and we also know that. Yeah. And it's like every everyone who does this is is obviously a murderer. Everyone who does that is obviously of God. And either you know, I'm not sure that we live that in our Christianity today, or nor nor do we live a very clear definition of what love is. I think we've perverted the world word into a uh, you know into a statement of loving our dog, our cat, our coffee, our grass, our our house, our you know just about everything, right? We we love just all kinds of things, and yet what it's talking about here is loving like Jesus loves, loving as as we've been loved, and which is that He laid down His life for us, you know, He laid down His life for us, and that we ought to lay down our life for our brother. And I think that's it's a very clear picture from Jesus that that's what Christianity looks like. He says, I give you one commandment for this new covenant, to love one another as I have loved you. It couldn't be any clearer that we would love as he loved, which is laying down your life, giving up your life, giving up your goods. You know, he mentions goods in here. He says that you have, you have the things to, that you've been lucky enough, blessed enough, wondered enough. Uh, you know, in grace and truth, and you got all these things, and if you see a brother who has none, you're supposed to share it with him. And we're not supposed to be like Cain and jealous that Cain had acceptable sacrifice. They, he, he does it so well, and I don't. So you get kill the guy who does it better than you, so you're, you're the best one on earth, you know. I mean, there were like six people on earth then or four people on earth then when he did that. And so there wasn't a lot of competition. So, I mean, he just had yeah. one guy to beat, and he, instead of working to do better, <laughs> he good. killed him, right? <laughs> wasn't yeah. a lot of competition for that race. Yeah. No, no. And, um, and, and John makes these very, very hard statements like, he who does not love abides in death. And I don't think John gets quoted for that all the time. I'm always, it's always pretty safe to talk about John who says that people who turn the gospel into something else, the Antichrist something else, you know, something that's anti-believing in Jesus, he wishes they'd mutilate themselves. He wishes they would go away. You know, he tells them you're horrible. There is no truth in you. and the, You're full of lies and there's no truth in you. The truth does not abide in you, he says. And here, here it's really clear. Christianity is such an easy fruit to look for. Not people who say they love you. Not people who, you know, love you the way they love their dog, their coffee, and all those things. But people who love you in a way that is self-sacrificing, that lays down their life for you. And that's what he's talking about we should be. We should be someone recognized for our love. I mean, in, in chapter 4, um, he goes into it that we should be recognized. Men will know that we are his disciple because of our love for one another. Jesus said, you'll know you're my disciple because you love one another. And I think that this is what's really clear in this First John passage, that the love of God is evident. It's it's obvious towards us and our love being in that we walk in the light that we walk with him is also just as self-evident it it cannot be denied it's like you look at it and you go look there's something special and then you know that person walks with god so good it's it's um you know it's so elementary but it's really actually the most hardest thing ever yeah. isn't it to love like we've been loved and um 
it's just challenging. Today I was just washing my car and a guy came up and, you know, some the one the guy that you don't you don't want to usually talk to. Everybody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. And I was about ready to wash. I had the car wash wand in my hand and. He's just standing there and like, you know, you're going to get wet. He goes, you know, a little water never hurt me. And I'm like, he didn't ask me for anything. But just that feeling mm-hmm. of kind of like you're on guard because, you know, they are going to ask. And if he asks, I'm going to give. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask. But it's difficult. It's still, it's, what does he say? It's easy to love people who are like you. <laughs> people it's, that are likable. Yeah, and it's very difficult to, to love the unlovely. Mm-hmm. One or the translation ones that like says you or, love. Your en- or your enemies, you know. And it's like, um, you know, just – it's 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 what does it say woe to you when the world thinks well of you or yeah. you know and and when men say good things about say you. good things and, and i mean we just come through a, um, a few weeks have just been really you know this this has really been an example because people have said said ill of us and unfounded on our, our in our opinion and it's like what's our response to be offended yeah to wish them bad because your flesh kind of does but you, that's not love we we love these people and our our response should be in love, mm. you know. So this is really this is not. He said it's elementary and I don't ever want to um, contradict my husband, right, honey? But this it's yeah. it's a tall order. It's it's, all, the, it's both. It's one of those where it's like straightforward. Like yes. you read it and you understand, but to yes. to do it is a different story, right? Yeah, I think the more sac- more selfish you are, your behavior becomes. It gets harder, and the less selfish you are, the more selfless you act. You do you do selfless acts of small types and keep growing with a commitment to increase them, like to, to do the harder things, you know? Yeah. God's gonna give you tests. He's gonna give you a chance to do the harder things. And when they come along, uh, some things just aren't wise, like uh, Vicky talking to, you know, street people. It's, you have a decision to make. It's just not wise for her to do that. Uh, it's not safe. Mm-hmm. But were we asked to do wise and safe things, mm-hmm. or we were asked to follow the Holy Spirit? That's right. So that's good. You know, just to do it out of obligation, I don't, I'm not sure that's a wise thing to do. I don't think God would even want you to do that. But to stop and say, Lord, do you want me to talk to this guy that's and good. approach this guy? Do I have something for him? It's really good. And then maybe you get asked for money, but your money's not your own anyway. And if you feel led by the Holy Spirit to talk to the guy, then then you. Probably should talk to you him. know it's his money, and he, oh, he directed me to give him some. He wants that guy to have some of his money. Yeah, and I think that's, that's really so important that you know, you know that the love of God abides in you if you lay down your life for others. The love if. of God is evident in this. He says, "For this is the love of God." Yeah. that he gave Jesus Christ to die on a cross. And this is how we know he loves us. He sent Jesus to die on a cross. And John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, he died on the cross. And so this, it says here, this is how we know he loves us, yeah. is if we love in the way that he loved. Yeah. And how he loved, first and foremost, he healed, he fed, he preached good news, he told truth, he encouraged and all those things too but the big whammy of them all is he laid down his life for the lost vicky was talking about when he said what profit is if you love those who are lovable doesn't everyone love lovable Mm -hmm. what is a real credit to you is if you love the unlovely the unlovable and i think that's really the message john's trying to tell them but the world is full of people who are really 
um, don't love themselves. In fact, despise themselves. Talking to a young man today, like, what's what 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 do you want to be here at the father's house for? And he and he described that, you know, a, a scenario of he was learning to love himself. Mm. Well, all of us have noticed that he's also learning to serve others and learning. Where it's manifested isn't that he's got a smile on his face once in a while. He comes up and talks to you. Or was when he got here, he was shut down, you know, and just, you know, you had to, when you asked him a question, it took 15 minutes to get an answer, a, a three word answer, you know. He was just so reserved and so afraid to speak out and look bad because he didn't like him. He thought, you'll, you'll get to know me and not like, you won't like me. And uh, now he's, you know, out there pursuing people and doing things. And I, well, so what's the difference? Well, there's a the first off there's the truth you know we have a truth here that's so self-evident what we're talking about here that the imitation of jesus is not just saying nice things it's laying down your life yeah for this is how we know god loves us for this is how they know you love them because god sent you because Mm -hmm. you lay down your life for them and not all of us have to endure a cross it'd probably be easier to go through a death a martyrdom than it is to actually live out three score and 70 to benefit others and to serve others and to take what you hard won or hard earned or hard gained by your talents and give it to people who you feel could have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so there's this battle and dilemma, constant world situation where the world's trying to pervert what this is so simply saying that what makes you a Christian is if you love your brother, what, what defines loving your brother is laying your life down for him. Giving something you need to him. That's really and good. And going from there. I just, oh, go ahead, Luke. I just, verse 15. Is, yes, that's uh, what I'm looking at. <laughs> it just says yes. it politely, right? Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. I think that that's what actually what I was going to say. Yeah. And I go up to, I go up to 14 yeah. and it says, we know that we passed out of death. Um, to life because we love the brethren. He does who, he who does not love abides in death. And I think even piggybacking on what Steve said is we hate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Lots of us hate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really a very uh, compromising place to be hating yourself. Yeah. I don't think it's what it's not it's not the fullness of what Jesus came to give us is to love yourself. In fact, he talks about that. How can you love others if you don't even love yourself? Yeah. Or you forget what you look in the mirror and you forget what you. Yeah you know, what you look like. And it's everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And that's like, I think that that should just put total shockwaves up and down my spine about hate, you know. And we sometimes say we don't hate people, but like we talked about in other broadcasts, when you see that person in in the grocery store, do you go the other way? Does the hair on the back of your neck stand up? You know? But this is is very, very challenging. He says he does not love abides in death. And he says... Everyone who hates, which he talks about, that's not loving. Everyone who doesn't love his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in yeah. him. How often do we equate how well we're loving other people with our salvation? It's really it good. really is a good point because good point. other places, Jesus definitely, if you're questioning, well, if I don't love, I don't hate. Jesus actually said, if you don't hate your mother, father, brother, sister, and when you study that word, it doesn't mean you have to hate them. It means you have to love them. Love them less than Jesus. him, right? Uh, anyone who does not love them, yes, less than me. Yeah. 
And, 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 and it's kind of interesting. It's hate, though. That's yeah, he word. uses the word hate, and I'm yeah. like, whoa, that's a crazy word. I have to yeah. hate my parents? No. no. I have to love them less than Jesus. and But I have to love them, and that's what hate. Any, so your interpretation of this one, anyone who does not love his brother is a murderer. And it's like, whoa, we better get real about defining the word love yeah. because here in America, when we say we love our, you know, love the smell of fresh cut grass in the morning, or we love this blanket, or we love this city, or I love that campground. We just use the word love for everything. Right. And what it does is it, it cheapens it and brings it down. Yeah. When the real definition of the love that this love, this love he's talking about is to lay your life down for your brother. No yeah. greater love has any man. If anyone would be great in the kingdom of heaven, let him become yeah. the servant of all. And that defines loving your brother more than anything. Serving your brother. Serving your neighbor. And then he says in Matthew 25, as you did unto the least of these, you did so unto me. Yeah. I think that's clear cut, don't you? It's just a, a sobering thought, you know. <laughs> Am I laying down my life? for my brother or am I and the answer is probably honestly like Steve said the answer for me probably if I'm going to be honest it's pro I probably get like a C minus you know you come to the father's house and you see all the things that 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 we do to love the least of these my brother but the truth is we didn't compare to Jesus <laughs> no yeah. you know so I mean um we we sometimes falsely think that we're doing so much and that's just pride because we're not um, and we, we still in the Western civilization, we just we just like comfort in yeah. ourselves, and you know we want to go to a movie, we want to go to a movie, and we want to buy popcorn, and we want to you know if we don't get a if if something hit, like you know our day is wrecked if we can't buy popcorn or we can't get a ride to the here or you yeah. know my car has a flat tire, right. and it just is really first world problems, and loving loving others and putting them you know honestly if putting them in front of you and just like if someone comes and changes my plans i have a hard time mm -hmm. so this i don't know if i have to grade myself a litmus test i'm not sure i do really great yeah and then even i mean i was just thinking about it we talked we talked in some recent weeks about things like offense or uh unforgiveness or envy and all of these things like how am i doing on that scale because if i'm living in offense to my brother am i loving them no or am i hating You're them not. no Right. Not. And so then, how, you know, all these things come oh my gosh, <laughs> back around. Terrible. Right. And it's, you know, not to <laughs> put us in this place of deep condemnation like we're failing, but are we evaluating our heart and saying, you know, here I am, Lord, show me where I'm not loving well. I honestly think the, that the love philosophy of most movements is failing because it is so paramount and such a point of contention for Jesus. He speaks about it constantly, about what does it profit you if you do this? Don't yeah. even the heathens do that. Don't be like these guys. Be like this. I'm about loving yeah. the unlovable. And hearing John says in the last verse that you read, little children, don't love with tongue or word, mm -hmm. but by deeds. And then the next verse, we will know by this, by loving love. with deed, mm -hmm. that we are of the truth and will assure our hearts before him. Wow. What that really is... Um, it's the it's the absolute battle against self condemnation. This this epidemic of hate in our world today is because love is about words, about somebody else taking care of you, but not about self sacrificial love of deeds. And he says it'll assure us in everything that our heart condemns us. Mm. 
Where are you at? Um, 19. Okay. 18, 19, yeah. And 20. In whatever our heart condemns us, for God is greater than our heart and knows all things. So he's saying that this action doesn't just assure your salvation. It doesn't just assure you in your place, your position with God. It, it causes you to overcome all your self-doubt, which your heart tells you you're you're just a pig. You're just a, you're just a loser. You're lousy. You don't measure up. You know, you know, you don't ever win the blue ribbon and all those things. We wouldn't have to have all this crazy world we have today. If people loved with deed more than they loved with words, I'm not saying words aren't important, but your actions should speak louder than your words. And we were, we, we, in Christianity, we fall into speaking words of worship, singing songs of worship, Mm -hmm coming together for huge worship events but what about coming together for huge worship deeds wow, of worshiping good. the love of God by serving the least of these my brethren wow, and I and I got to tell you the scripture says do not grow weary in well doing hmm. Jesus said and I I just I grow weary in well doing hmm. sometimes when you just go and you go and you give and you give and then they turn around and call you names and run off and it happens in ministry of service more than it happens in anything else. Yeah. You go out on a limb and you're going to get the limb cut off. You go out on a limb and you're, you, go, you go the extra mile and you're going to get smacked down sometimes. And there's this feeling that, man, I did all that for you and you didn't even appreciate it. And honestly, that seems to me like where you lose your reward in heaven, you know. Um, way better that you... Start slow, start small, and just build it. Start building up until you get used to being rejected. You get unappreciated, those kind of things. Because this sounds real good, and John writes it, and we love it. And it is absolutely, I mean, it is the clearest truth. He just, he spells it out so clearly. And it's so real and so rich, and everyone wants to say, yeah, I do that. But when I examine it, I know I grow weary. I don't always do it. And selfishness is a 24-7 battle. Mm -hmm. The only way to win this is to win over selfishness. And what's so crazy is selfishness makes is is the service of me, and it makes me hate me. Mm -hmm. It makes me doubt me. But love being selflessness and serving the least of these, suddenly being even being part of it, even if I'm the guy that doesn't get to go out and see the people, you know, I got a job like cleaning the building or I got a job like making the food in the kitchen or something. I never get out there to do it. I still have a part in the whole ministry and I start feeling way better about myself. I look in the mirror and start liking myself better. I, I, I measure myself amongst the crowd and say, hey, I'm part of a crowd. I'm no longer judged as an individual standing there. And what he's saying here, your heart condemning you. I no longer hear my heart condemn. Now I see what we're all doing in the rah-rah team meetings and stuff. You know, we're all just cheering and, and high-fiving and congratulating everybody. And we know we're part of that. Hmm. See, if I give a high-five to someone, you know what happens? I get a high-five. Yeah. I give one and I get one. And that's really what mm, we're doing. You know, we're, we're serving. And when people get called out for, hey, this is great, and everyone runs around and high-fiving and, and, and cheering and loving, and y- you feel like it. I'm part of something. I'm part of something. And, and then it says here that this is how your heart cannot win in its condemnation of you. In the whispers oh, in good. your ear. They are not powerful anymore because you know you're serving the least of these, my brethren. Wow. And you're doing it indeed 
not just word also. Be not a hearer of the word only, but a doer. So many. You know, Jesus said there. It just goes on and on how often this is. And today I think we have defined love in a way that almost makes it so people don't do it on purpose. Yeah. I, they say, I don't have to. People say to us all the time, you know, you don't have to do all this. Oh. And it's like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I, read the word. I don't have to do it. I don't even, that doesn't even cross my mind. What's he, what what I'm reading? trying to tell you is that I get to do it. I feel so privileged to do it. I can't believe he chooses me to do it. And when the choosing, like there's a job to do, I'm jumping up and down saying, choose me, choose me, choose me. I want to go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's infectious. Yeah. People come with you. People run with you. We want to do this. You know, that's to me what gives the people around you power that gives them strength and then when they're facing their battle for their own condemnation their own heart their heart can't condemn them because they went with you to serve the least of these my brethren and they did it unto jesus i never honestly do it to help the guy in front of me i think about it once in a while but it's not what got me there i feel their pain i hear their cries i i agonize with them but that's not what got me to them I didn't go to him because of their pain. I went to him out of an incredible, oversized sense of love for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then in loving Jesus, he steered me. No, go this way. No, not that way, this way. Mm-hmm. And I ended up in a place where, look where I'm at. Look what I get to do. And honestly, I met with a guy last night who's asked me many times, or he said, he stated this thing, man, I can't believe what you guys do. I can't believe you have to do all that. You know you don't have to do all that. He used to say this all the time. And I would just, you know, you know I, I, I don't have to do this. I think if I want to be in good stand with God, I have to do it. But I can't do it because I have to do no, it. No, no. No, the power that allows me to do it is love. And I love Jesus. And then that love for Jesus, I want to die for Jesus. I want to live for Jesus. He says, well... There's hungry here. There's naked here. There's imprisoned here. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do for them, you're doing for me. And whatever you don't do for them, you're not doing for me. Well, heck, I jump up and go, hey, let's go, man. Let's go find Jesus. That's really good. And that's kind of what this is. This is really what this is talking about. Yeah. We know by we know love by this, that he laid down his life for us. Action. This is how you know love. Yeah. Really and this good. is how they know love. They can't see Jesus. You can't even get him to look at Jesus. I prayed with the guy to receive Jesus last night who for three years now, just his hands in my face. I've, I've been in church all my life. I know, I know, I know. And last night I was able to say, but the fruit of your life doesn't say this. You know, really, just let me ask about the fruit. Do you believe that the fruit should be this? And he, no, yes, I do. Do you have that? No, I don't. And I described for him the way the Christianity you're living is you're living a life crying out to God to come join your life. And so I have my hand on the table and going, and you want God to come join you in your life. And, you know, come with me, God. And the Christianity I've been trying to tell you for three years is God is on the move. And I'm asking him, can I join your life? Can I join you? Can I come with you? Where are you going, God? I want to go with you. I said, that's the two different kinds of Christianity. And the Christianity you're living where you're saying, nope, God comes with me. You have no fruit. You are miserable beyond imagination. You know, you have just amazing catastrophe in your life. And and he prayed with me and had a profound Yay, experience. And then he remembered his youth in the church of his youth. Wow. 
I used to be like this. Wow. I forgot. Oh, there was a Lord. fog over his brain. Three years, there was a fog over his brain. I'm trying to tell him, and he can't hear me because of this veil wow. that comes and because we forget. It's the Antichrist, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it's we the said, the Antichrist it's, spirit. It, it's that love is spirit. what I say it is, not what I do it is. Right. Or not what Jesus says. Yeah, it's not what has not how they laid it out. It, it's not how it was planned, created, and put before us. I don't understand why, um, how, why this is so difficult for us because Jesus loved and he gave everything he gave everything i mean he just he just he had no place to sleep he gave he he pr prayed all night he gave all night and it's like he's our he's our example and and um it's it's just that i think one of the difficulties is, is that today where people are looking for something that makes them feel good even if, yeah even like people want to go to the church and they want to make made to feel, feel good, good. Mm -hmm. and i think when real love is presented or defined it almost feels like it feels like I it's hate because something. it challenges us it's mm -hmm. like oh that that's going to cost me something that's going to hurt me that's going to you know change my lifestyle and we just want somebody to say something nice to us and you know i wish tickle we could. our ears and i wish we could but make when us you, feel okay but when you read the words of jesus in context it, it doesn't say anything different and i was thinking about when steve was talking you know t we got this mud run which steve and his crew has been working on for well three years but for the last six months endlessly for 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 what why are we doing a mud run for kids a kids mudder why why i mean it's so labor intensive and so many man hours and so many thousands of dollars it's like why would we do that it's because people are not going to see jesus sometimes in us or sometimes they just won't come to a church but what's so cool is on that it's so worth it when you that the day comes on saturday and you see these kids and they're running around and the cool thing this year is that we actually put a cross on our T-shirt, um, you know, cross of Jesus. And it's just like so satisfying that these yeah. kids are feeling worth and loved yep. by the action of many, many, many man hours. Many, you know, I mean, I can't even, we couldn't probably even figure out how many man hours that we're, we're supplying for this mm -hmm. free mud, for these kids to run in the mud. For what? So that one day, maybe when they when that they they need it, Jesus's words does not come back void. That's really good. You know, and that we are planning in something that maybe 35 years from now, that some child might feel the love of the action that we we've given. Right? It's like, why do we do a mud run? It's it's an action. It's a verb. We feel like getting having kids run around with the, the Lord on their T-shirt is really kind of cool too. They don't even know it's Jesus. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, love is an action verb, and I would like to say it's not, but it is. It's it's means something. Yes, this weekend there's just why we do it. There's so many people screeching with delight. Families, oh, it's so families incredible. Families running along with their children. It's the happiest place in the world. Cheering them on, and their yeah. kids just getting muddy, you know. Oh. And, and then waters, then the water, they get wet, they get muddy, they family get dry. Time. It's yeah. this family time. It's beyond your imagination. And normally people are walking around saying, "What's this feeling? Yeah, What's this right. thing?" And we tell them it's the love of God. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's mm -hmm. we come. Why do you do something like this if we're free? It's it's because we love Jesus. It's really good. The no truth other is, it's not free. We love Jesus. The truth is, it's not free. But they don't know that. I mean, it's like for to them, it's free. But to us, it's it's labor intensive, and that's Jesus too. Right. His love was was free, but it wasn't cheap. Yeah, he spent was, a lot of he spent yeah. a lot of um, pain and, and hours going to the cross for yeah. so that we could go, you know, and that's that that's Christianity yeah. bottom line, right? The mighty price was paid. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I want to skip down to uh, verses twenty three and twenty four at the end here. Oh. He says, uh, this is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ 
and that we love one another just as he has commanded us. The one who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in them. We know that we know by this that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. I think I, I really like the way John sums, sums it up in verse 23 that his command is that we believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he commanded us. Sometimes we, we often see those two as separate statements mm-hmm. but he, he brings them together here and you know the, our belief it's almost like he's saying our belief and our love should should meet right yeah, this is this is some of the clearest yeah, yeah. um realities of christianity yeah. that nobody talks about right um there's a you know love one another as i have loved you you can ask hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people what is the commandment of a christian what is a christian what commandments is a christian living under now you ask it that way, and you're going to get the Ten Commandments from vast majorities. But you ask, what does Jesus command us? And mm-hmm. you're going to get the wrong answer almost exclusively. Because mm-hmm. everybody wants to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And that's true. But then it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. That's, mm-hmm. that's not what he says. He says, this I command you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Yeah. John just spelled it out to us. Right. And then in the end, he says, what the, what the command of a Christian is... A Christian's morning, noon, and nighttime mm-hmm. command every day, 24-7, 365, for as long as you live, what, three score and ten and mm-hmm. all that stuff. The command of Christ is to love one another as I have loved you, mm-hmm. not as you want to be loved, mm-hmm. which with the self-hate generation, that isn't much love going around, right? right? So to love as he is loved is an absolute fixed point. Yeah died for us laid down his life for us we have so many examples of this and so many places to lay our life down but the second one is believe in the lord jesus christ the one he sent not the one you make up not the Uh, one you want him to be that's good but the one he sent that's really good and that's so believe in jesus christ and believe in love Mm -hmm. as his love yeah this is how we know he loves us he laid his life down for us this is how you should love. Lay your life down for the world. And this is how they'll know you're my disciples. Yeah. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is, a, is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. I mean, it's so clear. And when he defines love as different than how you love that cup of coffee, and you define it as Jesus' definition of laying down your life, that takes on a whole nother picture of what Christianity is supposed to look like. Yeah. We are supposed to have the easiest explained religion on earth. God sent Jesus. God felt far from God. God, man was far from God, and he sent Jesus Christ to be a bridge back to the Father so that all men could repent and be forgiven. And in their lifestyle, they would would receive their forgiveness and so freely forgive. Mm -hmm. And that they would love one another as he loved us and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that really is the nutshell Christianity. That is, if you had just that... You could be a, just a phenomenal Christian person in this world. You could change the world around you. I don't know. Your world might be a hundred foot circle. It might be a two mile circle. I don't know. But you, whatever your world is around you, right. you know. Sometimes a mother is in a house for twenty years, and her world is that household. You know, and right. you can change that household, and then one day that household moves out and goes on with their own lives, and they each have a world to change. You know, and so it's really a most amazing thing to read what John is trying to put across as elementary 
This is the simplest thing there is. This is what Christianity looks like. Believe in Jesus Christ. Read what he says and do it. Anyone who hears these sayings of mine and acts upon them is like a man who built his house on the rock. You want fire insurance? You want earthquake insurance? You want tsunami insurance? It's being built on the rock. How do you be built on the rock? The words believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and act according to accordingly by what he said love your enemies do good to those who persecute you turn the other cheek go the extra mile give to every man that asks you forgive as you've been forgiven love as you've been loved all actions yeah they're all actions not hearing or saying words it is action words and so Christianity is so simply defined as loving one another as I have loved you. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is absolutely the nutshell of what your life should look like. And out of that should come the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You should live in in spite of earthquakes, tidal wave tsunamis, uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, and everything else. You should be able to have the peace that passes understanding, joy unspeakable, full of glory. You should be able to walk through tragedy knowing, I trust you. I trust you. Death itself cannot sting you any longer because I trust you. So if I really believe in Jesus, then I should therefore live as he asked me to live, right? Live what you believe, what he says, not what you believe, but what he believes, which is love the unlovable. Yep, I was <laughs> laughing earlier. I we're making coffee before we started. In the mug that you have, Steve, it says, uh, "Live your truth." Hmm. On it, I oh, believe. I didn't see that. And <laughs> I, that's you good. know, I Good think job, Kev. I think one of the the troubles with that statement, but it's what a lot of people today do, is that truth is, however, it's we define it. Right? Yeah. My truth. My this is my truth. That's your truth. But really, in he Jesus. Is a truth. What he's, he is the truth, he so we have truth. to believe in him, not what we feel is Correct. true, right? That's rough. And sometimes if, if, if it's my truth, then I can define love however I want to. If it's your truth, you can define love how you want to, and we can all, you know, hopefully just have our own little independent bubbles. But that's not this faith that John is describing of Jesus, that's right? That's really good. There's one name and one truth and one king, and he we have to— the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Yeah. It yeah. will, yeah. So how about Steve? He was so tired. I'm thinking uh, his coffee, whatever you put in the coffee, Kevin, really woke Steve up. <laughs> well, it I, wasn't that. Yeah. It was it the Holy it Spirit? Was, the Holy Spirit. No, it was the Bible, man. There we go. I, a, love, I love when the Bible is revealed and the truth is just so rich. And, and you know what it does? If you're doing what it says, it defends you. You read it and say, oh, it good. It your Because you go out there in the world and you wonder, am I doing right? Antichrists are everywhere. Yeah. And people fit, people falling away, they, the way they quit following Jesus all the time, or, oh my gosh. or even betrayed him, or scattered in the garden. You, am I, what's going on? Am I getting through to anybody? Yeah. You, know, you read these words and you go, no, I'm, I'm doing it's what we, I'm it's, right it's, on. We're trying to read them and, and do them. I'm in the center of God's will. Every time we study one of these things, it's like, oh, thank you, Lord. It's, I'm in it's the like center. a love letter. And then you, Yeah, a love letter. But then you find something where you're really not quite doing it. It's like, man, it's like... <laughs> F. It's almost like a cattle prod. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like you get, you shocking, get like, oh, yeah. no. And it's serious stuff. It's We need to know. That's right. That's right. That's really good. I, I mean, one last thing. I, I just can't not read it. But verse 24 is. What's it say? It says, the one who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in them. We know this. We know by this that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. So. If I was to read this straightforwardly, maybe this isn't what it means. If I read this straightforwardly, it is saying that 
the the keeping of his commandments or the obedience to his commandments is what determines whether I live in him and he lives in me or not. Yeah. Yeah, and it says plural there, but there's only one. Right. Well, there you could call it two. two. The, the, yeah, believe two in me. Believe and love. But I think right. John's writing to people who believe in him, but yeah. he's saying this is what makes it evident. Right. This is and this is how you can know for yourself yeah. is if you love others how Jesus loved you. Not changing it to whatever you feel love is. It's or whatever you mean by love. It's what is his commandment? And it couldn't be clearer. This I command you. <laughs> this com- a new commandment I give to you. If you do this, you'll obey all the commandments. It's really yeah. good. If you love your brother and yeah. what he means is as as you have been loved. That's really good. So but going back to just last week's so this also the Antichrist, right? I yes. Unfortunately. You said fortunately. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I know quite a few people, and I've probably been there myself at times, when if I was to look at Jesus' definition of love and say, I, I'd have to say, maybe I'm not, or they are not keeping his commandment, but they would think that they're living by the Spirit, and he, they're abiding in him, and he's in them, and there's a there's a deception that come on us where it gives us this sense of like, I'm okay, I believe in Jesus, but our life isn't fulfilling this commandment. And so... What do we the, do about the that? prohibition against judgment? We get in a whole another theological discussion. Right. I don't want to go too deep, but you I and to... I, if if you're over there doing something immoral, mm-hmm. I am commanded as you're in my church and I'm your pastor. I am commanded to tell you that you're wrong and that your actions will not be good. But someone you're talking about that I don't know that okay. are not living this and they okay. think they're living by the Spirit. It is just not my. I cannot make a final determination on their behavior and where it's getting them. I believe that churches are given lampstands, pastors are giving anointings, uh, there's a calling to be ordained into this lampstand, and I believe that the church itself, so those that come under me, like Paul says, I'm telling you to not to have fellowship mm-hmm. with the immoral brother. And he's telling this whole stuff, and he goes, I'm not talking about those outside the church, fellowship with immoral people. Yeah. Just those who claim to be Christians don't fellowship with them. And I I think he was talking about the people inside my church. I think he was definitely talking about the people inside our church, not worldwide. Right. It's not. I don't believe it's my place to tell the whole world where they're right and wrong. I really only have a voice. And if you're listening here, you, uh, my voice is to you, and I'm telling you how clearly this is stated, but I'm not condemning you because I don't know you or your actions. I'm just telling you that this is this is it's this or it's nothing. It really is his way or the highway. That's good. And I would not want to ignore all of this and decide on my own definitions and my own interpretations and say I'm good, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. See, because people who think they're full of the Spirit sometimes are full of a different spirit. Exactly. And there are many voices and there are many noises out there. And I mean, there's the spirit of the Antichrist trying to it, it woos us away. If you're not, if your philosophy doesn't include this, this is my commandment, and in His commandment, to believe in the name of the, the, His Son Jesus Christ and to love one another just as He commanded us, which is as He loved us, then the one who keeps His commandments abides in Him, yeah. and that's all you can do is say that and hope they get it and they understand that their life is either either I am living a sacrificial, unselfish love, selfless love. Or I'm not. And everyone has to examine themselves and let the Holy Spirit examine them. 
And it's just, my place is just to raise a banner. Come or don't come, do or don't do, follow or don't follow. It's really good. But I think, I think there are places all over the world that are starting to raise up these banners of loving their brother mm -hmm. and they're doing it. And like some of them are saying, and we're kind of weak, you know, but, but it's still a move forward. It's get out of yourself and get into others. Christianity is a all about others religion. Mm -hmm. You, if Christianity is about you, if your philosophy of Christianity or faith or anything's about, you know, God coming and blessing you, then you probably are missing it. Christianity is about you coming to bless his kingdom not him joining your story, you join in his story. And it's like I said earlier, you're going along, you invite, you don't invite God to join you. You ask God if you can join him. Yeah. And then you give your life into that kingdom. And that's, you know, that's what this is all about. And if you're, if you examine yourself and you're not doing that, if we fail, if we fall short, if we sin, John says the very same guy, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Yeah. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful to cleanse us from every unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from every unrighteousness. Yeah. So there really is true hope for everybody. And when we read these things and it convicts us and we say, I'm not like that. So does that mean I'm not okay? Well, get okay. Change, turn, move, get moving. Start small. Let it grow. That's good. Find someone and start loving on them the way you've been loved on. Forgive Forgive those who hurt you the way you've wanted to be forgiven. Just start just start taking what's been done for you and giving it to others. That's really good. So if you know, this is a pretty like we said at the start, this is simple to understand, hard to live, but it's not something we can ignore. We have to take we have to read these passages and he says, you know, love. If you don't love your brother, then you know you're you're in trouble so if you're listening today i just encourage you to read these words and check your heart evaluate your heart and if you need to have a moment where you come to jesus and repent then do that but let's let's go after these lives of love that display the glory of god to the world around us amen so thanks for listening this week Praise the um, Lord. we will be back with you soon you've been listening to the uncommon truth thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine we really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.